love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Welcome to Love Savers Radio, ministering the blessings of covenant. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, called by God to minister the blessings of the marriage covenant by enriching, encouraging, strengthening, and praying for the healing of marriages, especially marriages in crisis. Our program is sponsored by Living Water Church, located at 69 Industrial Road in Wainscott, under the leadership of Pastor Joe Kelly and his lovely wife, Margaret Kelly. Sunday services are at 10 a.m. with a pre-service prayer meeting at 9.30 a.m. Pastor Joe invites you to come and be refreshed. For more information, please call 631-537-2120. That's 631-537-2120. Today's guest on Love Savers Radio is Wendy Griffith. Wendy is an anchor and senior reporter for the Christian Broadcasting Network and co-hosts the CBN 700 Club. Today, Sandy is going to talk to Wendy about her book, You Are a Prize to Be Won, Don't Settle for Less Than God's Best. Wendy shares her personal story of falling in love and then watching her happily ever after dreams disappear. In the aftermath of her heartbreak, Wendy discovered the truth about who she is in God's eyes and the extravagant love God has for her. Wendy says don't settle for emotional crumbs. Her book, You Are a Prize to Be Won, is for every woman who has ever doubted her incalculable value. It's Hi, Sandy. How are you? Okay. I have to say that one of your interviewees or reviewers said, boy, I couldn't put that down. And I was the same way. I couldn't put your book down. What inspired, oh. yeah, what inspired you to write You Are a Prize to Be Won? Well, Sandy, God told me to write about my test. I was in such deep heartbreak, heartache, and I, I heard his voice. He said, write about your test. I really just thought of it as heartbreak. Um, and uh, so I just started writing chapters one at a time. I got about halfway through, and I said, Lord, if you want me to continue, I need to get a book deal, and the Lord provided, and, um, and now it's out. It is. I'm so glad. Now, you recently went through a difficult year-long relationship, which you talk about in the book with a man you thought was the one. Can you share your story? I'd love to. You know, I think, well, like so many women, of course, I was in my 40s, um, so maybe not like all women, but my story is, you know, here I was in my mid-40s, never been married, wanted to be married, and really thought my my Prince Charming had arrived. You know, he was also in his 40s, single, never been married, and, and a Christian, and um, you know, we started dating, and um, we dated for a year. It was a really intense year. He lived out of town, so we, but we saw each other every weekend, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so we had, got, had a lot of quality time and talked on the phone, and so it was a very intense year. At the end of the year... Um, I thought that there might be a, a proposal, but instead, uh, to my utter surprise, he said, I, I have to give you back. 
God says, I have to give you back. And um, so it, it was, um, you know, all the dreams of the wedding, the honeymoon, um, you know, having a life partner just were shattered. And, and so I was just sort of left there, you know, like, what's going on, Lord? And uh, so it, it was devastating. And um, thankfully, I work in television, so the show had to go on. I still had to get right. every day and put, put makeup on and do my hair and wear clothes. Because I think anybody who's gone through heart, heartbreak, you know that there's that, that period where you just, you know, wish you could stay in bed. But um, right. thankfully, the Lord did not let, let me do that. And yeah. um, so that's kind of what that was what happened. Why do women allow themselves to be treated badly by men, do you think? Do you think it takes a while for them to figure out what's going on? They just don't see it because of that? Yeah, I thought I was so smart. I I, I remember telling somebody, I know what I'm doing. I had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. Um, I I think we don't know who we are in Christ. We don't know our value. Um, And then we get emotionally invested and we desperately don't want to lose, um, you know, this person. Um, and then we forget, you know, I was loving him, but I wasn't loving myself. And I didn't see that until, until later, until oh, retro- a, until it was over. And I, I thought, you know, I was preaching. I was preaching to women, you are a prize to be won, but I wasn't believing it yeah. in my own heart. And the Lord showed me, Wendy, you know, when you know who you are, uh, when you know that you're that pearl of great price, when you're that treasure, when you are when you belong to, to the Lord, you're his royal daughter, um, then then you don't allow certain behaviors. You don't allow people to treat you. You don't allow a man to say, I love you, but, you know, right. you, you, you know, I'm worthy of an I love you, period. And if he can't see that, then, then that's his issue, not your issue. See, what happens when you're in the relationship and you're desperately trying to keep it together and you, you, you can't see a lot of the things that you can see afterwards. That's right. And I think especially in the beginning of a relationship when love is really blind then because you have these crazy feelings going on, these in-love feelings, <laughs> and they might not have you thinking or seeing totally rationally, um, you know, in the beginning. That might be a part yes. of it too. But yeah, love is sort of like it's a high, it's a yeah. drug, it's a great, yeah. a great drug. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I talk about kissing as a, it can be like a drug too. It's right. Just, you know, very addictive. And all these things, you know, especially for women, um, you know, we're more emotional anyway. And so, you know, you start making out with someone. I have a chapter called The Dangers of Recreational Kissing. And right. I mean, I had, I had some fun with that chapter, but because who doesn't love kissing? But my, my point is that, too much of that can cause you to literally fall in love with the wrong guy because, you know, you start getting all those um, endorphins and all those feel-good right. endorphins from the kissing. It becomes addictive, and all of a sudden you think you're in love. Right. And I, I really think that's what happened to me. Okay. Well, at least looking back, we can have a chuckle. That's good. Why do so many women struggle with a negative self-image, do you think, when they shouldn't you know, have I to? think... Well, I think, first of all, I think Satan hates women. I think the devil, first of all, you know, we have an enemy out uh-huh. there. Um, it began with Eve in the garden. You know, he's always um, up to something. And I think it's society. Um, 
And I, I just think it's this, it's this, it is a struggle. And, you know, I got an email this morning from a, um, a woman who was married for 25 years, a Christian woman, got divorced, and she said, I picked up your book to read it, not because I'm necessarily looking for love, but just because I, I need to feel better about myself right now. And um, and she says, now after reading your book, I'm open to anything. I'm open to love. And so it gave her hope. And I think, you know, women, we need to stick together. We need to encourage each other that and remind um, remind ourselves, hey, you know what? I'm worth the price of dinner and dessert. Yeah, I, have, I love that. One of my... <laughs> yeah, I just love that. Yeah. I, I even said that on the 700 Club this morning because Pat was talking about his romantic dinner that he's going to have with his, his wife. Pat Robertson, yes. this Friday, and he mentioned something about it was expensive. I said, hey, we are worth the price of dinner and dessert. And, you know, <laughs> real men know that. Real men understand, like what it says in Proverbs 18.22, that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. Then if you're listening, when you man up and make a commitment and get married and put a ring on her finger... You receive favor from the Lord. You're going to increase in every area of your life. When you're still sitting on the fence and being wishy-washy, which, you know, and it is a big decision. I'm not saying it's an easy decision, but when, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of it, of the problems, I think, in relationships are a, a lack of men manning up, making that commitment, being, being in charge and saying, you know what, you're the one, I'm going to put a ring on your finger. And you know what? God says, I'm going to bless them. Amen. You write, there should <laughs> never be a but after I love you, as you mentioned before. But can you tell us a little more about this, what you mean? Absolutely. You know, I so desperately wanted to hear those words from the man that I was in love with. And um, so when he finally said them, I had said them about a month earlier. And, um, you know, probably was not probably was a mistake, but um, when he finally said to me, he said, I love you, but I don't know if you're the one, and I remember feeling like I just got slapped and kissed at the same time, like, this doesn't feel right, Right. Um, I even felt a little sick to my stomach, and and it wasn't until later, because see, I, I think I so wanted to hear those words that I, at the time, I didn't know what to do. I was like a deer in headlights, so I just put up with it. But if I could do that moment over, Sandy, I would say, well, you know what? I am worth an I love you, period. So you can take your butt and your butt and get back in your truck and go back to where you came from because every woman deserves I love you, period. And if a man can't say it straight, if he's leaving himself a loophole, he's keeping his options open, you know? Right. Still looking around, you know. I love you, but I'm still looking around here. So, yeah. um, so I—that's one of my catchphrases for the book now. Um, there should never be a but after I love you. Right, that is so perfect. You write a chapter called "Be the Prize." What do you mean by that? Could you expound upon that a be, bit? Uh, be the prize. Yes. Um, be, yeah, that's—I I like this chapter because it's really—it's a common sense chapter. Do you know what? You're the leading lady of your own life of the most important movie that you'll ever be in, which is your own story, why not be the best that you can be? You know, um, you know, I, I, I believe in taking care of yourself. Of course, I work in television and the camera doesn't lie, and so right. that does keep me accountable. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love cheeseburger and fries and, you know, and all chocolate. that stuff too, but, um, <laughs> and chocolate. Yeah, right. um, 
In fact, you know, on the way into work today, I had chocolate-covered almonds for breakfast, and it was actually really good. Um, but what, what I'm saying is, you know what, ladies and guys, too, be the prize for yourself. Right. You deserve it. You're worth it, you know. Go go to the gym. Get that manicure. Get that hairstyle. Buy it. Wear your red dress during the middle. I'm wearing a red dress right now. I'm, uh-huh. I mean, wear your red dress. Um, and I got, I have a red, red is my favorite color, so I've got a red yeah. dress on both of you. But it's about taking care of you, being the best you can be. And when you do that, Sandy, you automatically, uh, draw people to you. But if you're, you know, the kind of person who walks in a room with your head down, you don't feel good Right, it's a yourself, confidence, it, yeah. That, it's about in making... In the Lord, too, yeah. Yeah, it's about making the most of what God has given you. You know, we all have issues with things we don't like about right. ourselves, um, but you know what? We all have some good things, too. And so it's about accentuating the positive and being the prize for yourself first. Right. The enemy would have you believe so many lies about ourselves that just aren't true, right? So how will you, are a prize to be one, show women? How can they demolish the lies that the enemy tells them about themselves? Well, the truth will set you free, Sandy. and. Uh-huh. How do we get the truth? It's the Word of God. It's the sword of the Spirit. We have to we have to be disciplined and meditate on what does God say about us. You know, He says you're the head and not the tail. Uh-huh. He approves of you. I think so many women, myself included, we have struggled with this idea that you know God is not pleased with us. He's not. He doesn't really approve of us. If you've had a critical parent, um, someone who's looked at you with that didn't have eyes of love when they looked at you, that always kind of um, you know, was critical, that is very hard to overcome, and you can grow up feeling like God is looking at you like that. Uh-huh. But sometimes I just have to look in the mirror, and I'm not feeling very pretty that day, and I just have to say, you know what, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And, yes. you know, and I am a prize to be one. And, you know, you might not feel it, but if, if you, self-talk is very important. The power of life and death are in the tongue. Yes. Um, and also, catch yourself when you're, thinking back thoughts, you know, just say, no, I don't receive that. I God made me. He, he created me. My daddy is pleased with me. My heavenly father is pleased with me. And um, and I think that can slowly but surely, I'm not saying it happens overnight, but it's something you have to discipline your mind to do and to be kind to yourself, uh-huh. especially after a breakup or during a heartache. Oh, my gosh. You know, your brain will not shut down. It was my fault. Can I say something, too, about if, if there's anyone out there listening who says, it's, you know, the, the breakup was my fault, can I just say it wasn't your fault? This person chose to walk away. T.D. Jakes says, if someone walks away, let them walk. Uh-huh. Let them walk. Because, you know, first of all, you are too good to be begging anyone to come back in your life. You know, so first get some self-respect, get some pride. You know, we have to have a little of that, don't we? Dignity, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, or we would go crawling back. And, and listen, there were times when I wanted to crawl back. There were times where I was like, and I just missed, I missed my crumbs. <laughs> yes, yes. That's a good Andy, way of looking it, at it. <laughs> I say in the book, don't settle for crumbs. But you know what? If that's all you've ever had, you get used to crumbs and you think they taste pretty good. Right. I, I tell women, you know, stop, you know, don't settle for crumbs. You, God's got a whole cake, whole enchilada, whole whatever it is that you love. 
um, just not too fattening. I mean, God has that for you, and you don't have to settle for crumbs. I believe that God hates compromise, and if we refuse to settle, then God is obligated to give us his best according to his word, which says those who wait on me and look to me will not be disappointed. Amen. You write a chapter called Purity is Sexy. How is purity sexy? <laughs> well, think about it. What could be sexier, Sandy, than on your wedding night saying, baby, I waited for you. Right. You know, but to me, that's, that's sexy. And yes. all, these funny, all these honeymoon resorts up there, um, they have to have a boatload of extracurricular activities for all the couples that that come because, let's face it, they probably had sex hundreds of times. And and I think a honeymoon, sure, you know, you might want to take part in some of those things too, but I think the focus of a honeymoon is getting to know your spouse in that intimate way. And I know, for me, that's what my honeymoon is going to be about. I might do. I might take in a few good hikes, though. Amen. Oh, yeah, I loved hearing about your hiking adventures. That's great. Anyway, why is it important for couples to pray for discernment in their relationships? You mean once the couples are together, or or why they're so either dated? way before or after? Well, pray uh, for discernment. Well, you know, if you're if you're a believer, if prayer is so important, it's the way we hear from God, um, and it's, especially if you're in a relationship and it's new, and I have a chapter called Avoid, How to Avoid Counterfeit. Right. Your prayer prayer, and, and hearing from the Lord is crucial because, as you know, just like in a counterfeit, a counterfeit $100 bill looks so close to the original, it's hard to tell that apart. The same thing with a counterfeit relationship. Very difficult to tell sometimes like the counterfeit guy from the real guy or the counterfeit girl from the real girl, and you really need to be tuned into the Spirit of the Lord. I usually was, but I was so caught up in my my quest for my fairy tale that I, I ignored some red flags. I ignored some signs and some dreams and things that God was saying to me that this guy's not the one. And, and, and there is so much, when there's confusion, confusion is not from God. Right. So that's why you need to, to stay tuned in, pray, um, and just keep giving it over to God, and, and He's faithful not to let you go down that road. That is true. How can women ground themselves in the truth rather than the lies they hear from men who don't know how to value them? You know, surround yourself um, with a good group of prayer prayer warriors, a good group of other women, Um you know, the Bible says many advisors make a wise decision. Right. And, and, and let them know what's going on. Uh, you know, maybe you've got an older woman in your life, a mentor. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be someone older. It could be your sister. Yeah. You know, your family Your family often knows before you do. <laughs> yes. Um, my family told me afterwards, in fact, my dad said, quote, I never saw you guys together. Thanks, Dad. I would have liked to know that at the right. time. But you know what? Honestly, I would not have listened. Yeah. I, because I, I I had the rose-colored glasses on. Right. But, hey, I'm saying, don't do what I did. Do what I say now. You know, listen to your parents. Listen to your 
close friend, if they're saying, I don't feel like he's right for you, you know what? There's a really good chance that God is speaking through them. So, um, you know, definitely pay attention to that. Listen, right. What, in your opinion, are some deal breakers when it comes to relationships? Deal breakers. Well, deal like breakers. in my chapter, um, you are worth the price of dinner and dessert. Yeah. You know, we were only on, this is a different guy that I'm talking about now, um, but that I met before, the one that broke my heart. But I was on, we were only on our third date, and he said, um, well, you know, we're going to split the check, right? And and I said, well, <laughs> you know, he said, I have some platonic girlfriends, and we all always split the check. And well, but we had had sort of some romantic dinners, and and dates. And I said, well, are you kissing them goodnight? He said, no. I said, well, you're kissing me goodnight, and I'm worth the price of dinner and dessert. <laughs> and I got up to go to the ladies' room in his mouth. I'll never forget. Literally. Look on his face. Mouth is open. And, uh, of course, I didn't know at the time that would be one of my, that would end up being a chapter in my book, but it has really resonated. Res, resonated? Resonated, uh, yeah. Yeah, with uh, men and women. And, and I posted that chapter on Facebook, and I got so many encouraging emails from men saying, yeah, that's right, the man, the man pays. Because can I, I want to share this one quote from that chapter that okay. my former co-anchor said. He said, the pursuing man has the great opportunity here to imitate God in the way he lavishes love on the woman. And I thought... I wow, love that lavish. I love it. Yeah. Lavish. Yeah, right. That's what you know, first John. God says that he so loves, loves us that he lavished love on us. God is an extravagant God. And I think all women are secretly or not secretly, we're looking for that guy who will do whatever it takes to win us. He'll cross the desert on a camel. You know, he'll swim a shark-infested ocean. Okay, I'm being a little dramatic, but... He will do whatever it takes. And if he won't even pay for dinner on the third date, that's a deal breaker for me. That's right. like, see ya. <laughs> Later. Next. You know. Right. So that's, that's, that's a deal, deal breaker for me there. Anyway, we're coming to a close to this wonderful interview that I thank you for, Wendy. Your honesty <laughs> and your sharing, even your heartache with us. What do you hope your book will do for all the broken-hearted or hurting ladies out there who seem to have lost faith in finding the right man? Oh, Sandy, you know, God is so faithful. He says, I'll take your ashes and turn it into beauty. Uh-huh. And I am seeing that happen. Uh-huh. I am, you know, I... I'm seeing that happen right before my eyes. I'm getting mail every day, emails from women who say your book is giving me hope. And um, and when it's women of all ages, I'm getting mail from college students to women in their 60s and 70s saying, you know, I'm not giving up. Um, if, if you could get through this, I can get through this. And um, so it's been so encouraging. And I, if anybody out there is, has gone through a heartbreak, is in a tough relationship right now, is dating or wants to date, um, I would really recommend this book um, because it, and you can go to um, Amazon with Temporarily Out of Stock, but they are back in stock, praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Um, if, it says to, if it still says out of stock, I think that's wrong. I think they're back in stock. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. 
All right, so we're going to say goodbye to you now because we're coming to a close. So I'm going to say goodbye and God bless. And we just cannot thank you enough, as I'm sure so many of our listeners, because everyone has a touch of heartbreak in their life, I'm sure. And you have been so wonderful to touch upon this in your book and share as deeply and intimately as you have. So we bless you, Wendy, and Mm. we wish you wonderful things for your life. And I am sure the Lord is going to give them to you because all those Uh who love God and are called according to his purpose, wonderful things will happen. And you delight in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I just love throughout the book how you delight in him every moment, that it, you <laughs> do pray without ceasing. Uh, mm. The signs that you take from him, whether, you know, they're on a car with the, the, the license plate of the car or someplace else, you're just always in communion with the Lord. And mm. that's something for us to develop and learn from you, too. So thank you so much. We can't thank you enough and we'll talk to you soon I hope because we want to keep track of all the wonderful things that are ahead for you okay bye for now and God bless God bless you this was one of my favorite interviews so far I love you and God bless you happy Valentine's Day everyone you are loved by a great God oh and you are too happy Valentine's Day to you bye for now bye 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 for now If you knelt beside the rubble of an aching, broken heart, when the things you gave your life to fell apart, you're not the first to be acquainted with sorrow, grief, or pain, but the master promised sunshine after Thank you, Wendy, for your book, You Are a Prize to Be Won, available at Amazon.com. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. That's our marriage manna for today. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.